0: Well, I guess we might as well start. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can set apart to look into your Word. We do really so little of it, and I'm so guilty of not doing it enough myself. So, Lord, we just pray that you would bless us as we look at this portion of your Word today. This Matthew is so wonderful, and it gets better as we go along. So, Lord, just give me wisdom in saying just what you would have me say. So bless our families, and if anybody's sick, we think of Carol, how very sick she is. Lord, we pray that you would either touch her or take her home quickly. We just leave all of this to you. We know you're a good God, and you care for us. You love us, but you delight to have us ask you for things. So we're asking you that, if possible, you would ease her pain and give her a little more time. and Each of us, we just ask that you bless our families and any need that we have, just meet it. For Jesus' sake, amen. Now Jesus finished telling his disciples what he wanted them to do. He said, this verse 38 of chapter 10, he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So that's us too. And he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Because he is God, and we're to love him supremely. So then we come down to the 11th chapter, which says, Now it came to pass, when Jesus finished commanding his twelve disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one? See, I can't imagine that See, he's his cousin. They grew up near each other. And he surely must have known, but he's saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet, yes. I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, and this is in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, Behold, I send my messenger, Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And so in the Old Testament dispensation, John was very, very prominent and very great. But Jesus is saying he was least and that would be us. Now in this dispensation of the church age, he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Because it's a different dispensation. John wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, like the Holy Spirit could come on a person and leave the person uh, in the Old Testament. Take not your spirit from me. But we can't say that because you're sealed. Every believer, the moment of salvation, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. He comes in and seals you. So he says, in this dispensation that we're greater than John the Baptist. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, John is Elijah who was to come. Now, it says it also in Matthew 17:10 and Mark 9. If you're willing to receive it, John the Baptist is Elijah who was to come. Because in the Old Testament, Malachi, before the coming of the church age, would be... Elijah would come back. But so Jesus is saying, John is Elijah. So I take it that Elijah is not to appear again. Because one thing, Elijah was caught to heaven without dying. And you and I might be caught to heaven without dying in the rapture. And if he's to come back and die again or something, then it destroys the type of the rapture. So I'm just thinking that he is John the Baptist represents Elijah, who is to come. And he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I liken this generation? It's like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, "We played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We mourned for you and you didn't lament." For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a gluttonous man and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Then he began to upbraid the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they didn't repent. And repent means to change their minds and then their actions. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works the miracles which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you, that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. And at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and he to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And these are some of the most best, well-loved verses in the Bible take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light at that time jesus went through the grain fields on the sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat but when the pharisees saw it they were probably following along and checking on everything when they saw it they said to him look Your disciples are doing what's not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Then he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but it was only for the priests the showbread was. Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless, But I say to you, that in this place there is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue, and behold, there was a man who had a withered hand, and they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? that they might accuse him. And when he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, won't he lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Then the pharisees went out and took counsel against him how they might destroy him but when jesus knew it he withdrew from there and great multitudes followed him and he healed them all and he warned them not to make him known that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by isaiah the prophet saying behold my servant whom i have chosen in whom my soul is well pleased this is from isaiah chapter 42 my servant whom i've chosen my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory. And in his name Gentiles will trust. That's us. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute and he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw and all the multitudes were amazed and said could this be the son of david but when the pharisees heard it they said this fellow does not cast out demons except by beelzebub the ruler of the demons but jesus knew their thoughts and said to them every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or else how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. And we can't do this today because They were saying that all of Jesus' mighty works were done by Satan instead of by the Holy Spirit. Well, now the Holy Spirit indwells believers. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, um, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. You know, idle words, we have to be very careful what we say, don't we? Not speak and then think, but think and then speak. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign Of the prophet Jonah for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish so will the son of man be three days and three nights 72 hours in the heart of the earth the men of Nineveh will rise in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and indeed a greater than Jonah is here this is a very interesting verse about as Jonah was three days And three nights verse 40 in the belly of the fish so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights so this is exactly mark makes it very clear three days and three nights let's turn to mark 831 mark 831 so it's three days and three nights is exactly what this verse says verse 31 and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days. See, some people say it wasn't three days and three nights. It was just part of a day. But see, this makes it very clear. Three days and three nights. So after three days, be killed. And after three days, rise again. Let me just put this verse next to this Place in Matthew, three days and three nights, verse 40. Put Mark, chapter 8, verse 31, that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. So he would be there in the tomb three days and three nights. He spoke this word openly and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. So we go back to our place in Matthew. As Jonah was three days and three nights, verse 40 of chapter 12, in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. You know, um, it was just this morning I saw on television, or was it last night, about seeing this huge fish that was, was it 50 feet long? It was just a real fish that's out in the ocean. So great fish, when God says it's a great fish, there are even great fish today. The men of Nineveh, verse 41, will rise in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south, queen of Sheba, will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon what did she say i came and the half of it hasn't been told me how very wise you are solomon the wisdom of solomon and indeed a greater than solomon is here when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none a person who's demon possessed and the demon is cast out he goes in dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says i'll return to my house from which i came And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be also with this wicked generation. Jesus is saying, it's going to get worse and worse for this generation that have rejected me. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brother stood outside seeking to speak to him. And one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward the disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, "Behold, I see if you can figure this parable out." A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. some fell on stony places, and they, where they didn't have much earth. And they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, "'Because it has been given to you, disciples, "'to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, "'but to them it has not been given. "'For whoever has, to him more will be given, "'and he will have abundance. "'But whoever does not have, "'even what he has will be taken away from him. "'Therefore I speak to them in parables, "'because seeing they don't see, "'and hearing they do not hear, "'nor do they understand. "'And in them, in these parables, is the prophecy of Isaiah fulfilled, which says, Hearing, you will not understand. This is Isaiah 6, verses 9 and 10. Hearing, you will hear and not understand. Seeing, you will see and not perceive. For the heart of this people has grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you disciples see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. I'll explain it to you, he's saying. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, they reject it or they don't believe it. Then the wicked one comes, so somebody hears the gospel like at a Billy Graham crusade, which they don't have anymore, and I wish they did, and does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. This is the unbeliever. But he who receives the seed on stony places, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. This is another belief. This is a believer. The first one is an unbeliever. But he who receives the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root. How do we get roots? By reading the Bible and studying it. So he had no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now that doesn't lose his salvation, but he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. I would say this is the majority of Christians. I'll read it again: Receive the seed among thorns, the person who hears the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, choke it, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it or believes it, and indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed, in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, an enemy has done this. Underline that verse because many times Situations will arise and you will say to yourself an enemy has done this Satan has gotten into this an enemy has done this the servant said to him Do you want us to go and gather them up the tares? But he said no lest while you gather up the tares you uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together believer and unbeliever until the harvest when Jesus comes and at the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches another parable he spoke to them the kingdom of heaven so he's saying in this one what do you think that it's going to be a great harvest but satan's men unbelievers will come and they'll be in the church with you (laughs) another parable he spoke to them the kingdom of heaven is like leaven always that picture sin which a woman took and hid In three measures of meal till it was all leavened all these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables and without a parable he didn't speak to them that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet um, saying I will open my mouth in parables this is from Psalm 78 I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying explain to us the parable of the tares in the field he answered and said to them he who sows the good seed is the son of man the field is the world and good seeds are the sons of the kingdom but the tares are the sons of the wicked one the enemy who sowed them is the devil the harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are the angels therefore as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire so it will be at the end of this age the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness will cast them into the furnace of fire there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father he who has ears to hear let him hear again the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who when he found one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it again The kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea. As it was pulled back, it gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down and gathered the good into vessels and threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing, of teeth, Jesus said to them, "Have you understood all these things?" And they said to him, "Yes, Lord, <laughs> I doubt if they really did." Then he said to them, "Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasures things old and new. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables that he departed from there. And when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Now, did Mary have other children? Here's your answer right here. Catholic people usually say Mary never had any other children. But here, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? I've written in my margin, Jesus' brother's name and his sisters. So we had brothers and sisters. Aren't they all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house and he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus and said to his servants, This is John the Baptist. He's risen from the dead, and therefore these powers are at work in him. For Herod had laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had said to him, It's not lawful for you to have her, your brother's wife and although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was celebrated, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Therefore he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. So she, having been prompted by her mother, said, Give me John the Baptist's head here on a platter. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, Because of the oaths and because of those who sat with him at the table, he commanded it to be given her. So he sent and had John beheaded in prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. Then his disciples came and took away the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself, But when the multitude heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. When Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place. The hour is late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They don't need to go away. You disciples give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. And they all ate and were filled and took up 12 baskets, probably one for each tribe baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when evening had come, he was alone there But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, and walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It's I. Don't be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, If it's you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. He took his eyes off of Jesus. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all the surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that he might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from jerusalem came to jesus saying why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders for they don't wash their hands when they eat bread but he answered and said to them why do you also transgress the commandment of god because of your tradition for god commanded saying honor your father and your mother and he who curses father or mother let him be put to death but you say Whoever says to his father or mother, what profit you might have received from me has been dedicated to the temple. I'm not giving you anything, it's going to the temple, is released from honoring his father or mother. Thus you've made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, But their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Then he called the multitude and said to them, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, the old sin nature. Out of the heart they defile a man. For out of the heart, and this is the word for the old sin nature, what we're born with. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And uh, behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him saying, Send her away for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, True, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them those who were lame, blind, mute, and maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking. The maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven, and a few little fish. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks and broke them and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now those who ate were four thousand men besides women and children and he sent away the multitude got into the boat and came to the region of magdala then the pharisees and sadducees came testing him asking that he would show them a sign from heaven he answered and said to them when it is evening you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening hypocrites You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. In other words, I will die and be resurrected. Then he left them and departed. And when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But when Jesus perceived it, he said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the sin of the Pharisees and Sadducees, he meant. Then they understood he didn't tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, that means son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, who is in heaven. And I also say to you, that you, Peter, and this is Petros, which is masculine, and upon this feminine word rock, Petra, you are Petros, masculine, and upon this rock, Petra, I will build my church. The rock is Jesus and his faith in him, is savior. This rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. See, Peter isn't the rock at all. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loosen on earth will be loosed in heaven i'm going to read you dr ryrie's note here it's very good he said you are peter the name peter in the greek petros means rock or rock man in the next phrase christ used petra upon this rock a feminine form for rock not a name christ used a play on words he does not say upon you peter or upon your successors but on this rock upon this divine revelation and profession that Peter made of faith in Christ. I will build my church. I will build shows that the formation of the church was still in the future. It began on the day of Pentecost. That's why this note is very good. The church began in Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost. The word church appears in the gospels only here and in chapter 18, verse 17. And so he said, "Uh, upon this, rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So Dr. Ribery says the authority to open the doors of Christendom was given to Peter, who used that authority for Jews on the day of Pentecost and for Gentiles in the house of Cornelius in Acts 10. That will be bound, will be loosed. So these things, what happened, one on the day of Pentecost for Jews and then the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10 when Cornelius and his family all accepted the Lord, the Roman centurion. Heaven, not the apostles, initiates all binding and loosing. While the apostles announce these things, sins are in view here. Let's see what it says up here. I say to you, Peter... You, upon this rock, Petros, upon this Petra, feminine, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Peter is not the rock on which the church is built. Jesus is the rock on which the church is built. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus, the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying far be it from you lord this shall not happen to you but jesus turned and said to peter get behind me satan you are an offense to me for you are not mindful of the things of god but the things of man then jesus said to his disciples if anyone desires to come after me let him deny self deny himself take up his cross and follow me For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Surely I say to you, and this according to his works is first Corinthians three. Turn with me. Turn, let's just see the works that are gonna be rewarded. Paul is saying in First Corinthians chapter three, starting with verse ten, turn to First Corinthians three, ten. Paul says, According to the grace of God, which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And another builds on it, but see, Paul led them to Jesus there in Corinth. But then Paul would leave and goes to another place. Somebody, another apostle, would come and build on what Paul taught. Let each one take heed how he builds on it, on this foundation, for no other foundation can any one lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones wood, hay, or straw, each one's work, not salvation, you're saved by faith, but what we do for the Lord will be rewarded or suffer lost. Each one's work will become manifest for the day in Second Corinthians 5 when he comes to judge. The day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are, let no one deceive himself, If any among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it's written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death, Or things present or things to come all are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God so back here to Matthew verse 26 what does a man profit if he gains the whole world of chapter 16 and and loses his own soul or what will man give in exchange for his soul for the son of man will come in the glory of his father with his angels and then he will reward each according to his works. Surely I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So then, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, brought them up on a high mountain by themselves, and was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, Now this is what's going to happen at the rapture to you and to me. Our faces will shine like the sun, our clothes will become as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah, Moses representing the law and Elijah representing the prophets. Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here if you wish. I think this is in the millennium, he's saying, the tabernacle. The Feast of Tabernacles pictures the millennial reign, the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. So Peter's thinking, we're here with Jesus and it's starting his kingdom. Let's make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. Suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, They fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, do not be afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes say, that Elijah must come first. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Elijah truly is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has already come, and they didn't know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands." Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. And when he had come to the multitude, a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying, Lord have mercy on my son, for he is demon possessed. I know it says epileptic, but the Hebrew word is moonstruck, and that means demon possessed. The moon is, you know, stricken him and he's demon possessed. It's not epileptic, for he's demon possessed and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples but they couldn't cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and he came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why couldn't we cast him out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. But the revised version, omits Fasting, in this place, you want to write that out. Fasting isn't included in this one. Or in Acts chapter 10, verse 30, or in first corinthians seven five or in mark nine twenty nine however this kind does not go out except by prayer no fasting now while they were staying in galilee jesus said to them the son of man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men and they will kill him and the third day he will be raised up and they were exceedingly sorrowful and when they had come to capernaum Those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their own sons or from strangers? Peter said, From strangers. Jesus said to them, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, Take the fish that comes up first, and when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. Isn't that, imagine how wonderful that is. And someday we'll see Jesus and see him do all of these things. But we'll close here, and next week we'll start with chapter 18. Lord, we thank you for this These words about how wonderful Jesus was when he was here and all the miracles he did. But we haven't seen him. And you say, blessed are those who believe and yet haven't seen me. So we believe your word, Lord. And we're anxious to see you so that we can observe all the miracles and all the wonderful things that you have for us in the future. So we ask that you would bless us today in Jesus' name, amen.